Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're here with our inaugural Southeast Striper Report with Henry Cowan. How you doing, Henry? Hey Marvin, good to be back. Um, looking forward to trying to help people along the way. If we can, any information that we can share that puts an extra bite or two in the boat, I'm, I'm more than happy to give out that info if I can help. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to this too. And folks, just so you know, we're going to do these every two weeks uh, through the uh, the winter, early spring striper season. And, you know, Henry, I took a look at your weather before I hit the record button. And I mean, you got a little bit of everything going on down in the Southeast for the next week to 10 days. Well, it was snowing here last night. We actually had flurries in Atlanta, which is, you know, not, not ridiculously unusual, but it's pretty doggone unusual. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't usually rain in dog country. So, you know, we, I mean, snow in dog country. We get plenty of rain, but rarely do we get snow on the ground, and we, we're having it. And our weather has just been kooky this whole winter. Um, some days we're up, we have weeks where we're hitting 60, and some weeks where we're not getting out of the, out of the high 30s, early 40s. And we're going to, it looks like a week from now we're getting into the, into the low 20s. So that's going to put our lakes and rivers, and if I'm getting it here in Georgia, I'm sure everybody, my neighbors in South Carolina and Tennessee are all getting that kind of weather as well. And that's just going to play havoc on our fisheries. Yeah. So how do you sift through the havoc and still catch fish? Well, you know, first of all, let me just say this time of year, Marvin is not top notch. You know, for us, our winter fishery, we love December and January and, 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 February can be a, you know, can be a, uh, a coin toss, you know, it, you know, we hope it comes up tails, but it more than likely it's going to come up heads and, and, you know, they say tails never fail. So I, you know, if we get a warm up, we'll be okay. If it stays butt kicking cold, then what we have to do is we have to put more chips on our side of the table in order to be successful and pick our days um, to go fishing. So like for, for me on my lake, which is Lake Sydney Lanier, when we get butt kicking cold weather, like we're having now and the water temps are dropping 47, 46, maybe even 45, I am looking for the warmest water I can find on the lake. And I happen to have, um, a Creek where believe it or not, I don't know what the company is, but there is a, there is a, a, there is a commercial operation somewhere up that creek in the waters that I can't even get to that is doing something that is discharging a warm water drip. And it's enough where if my lake on the north end is 46 and on the south end is 47, if I go into this one creek, it'll be anywhere from 48 and a half to 51 just depending on the day, on, on how much hot water they're running. And I'm telling you that our bait fish stack up in that area, and the stripers are right behind them, as are the spotted bass. So that's one thing I'm looking for is warm water. Another thing I'm trying to do is I am looking for, I'm picking my days this time of year. On our reservoirs, the shad will come up higher in the water column when we get overcast days, and especially overcast, light wind, and prefrontal. And if you can get all three of those put together, 
Um, that's a day you just need to say, I'm taking off the day of work and I'm going fishing. And so that, that's kind of like when I get some guys calling me to say, okay, I want to go out with you. I had a guy call me this morning and said, Hey, I want to get on your calendar. And my, my first thing was, look, you need to be flexible. Let's, you know, look a week in advance. Let's look at the weather and say, okay, you know, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is, you know, bright bluebird skies. Um, Saturday, Sunday looks like it's going to be windy Monday and Tuesday looks like it's going to be overcast with rain coming Tuesday night. We should be looking at Monday, Tuesday on the prefrontal side of that rainfall. And if you can be flexible and pick your days, you're going to be way more successful. Got it. And you know, the great thing is we, uh, we threw the net out and got some questions and the question we picked for this fishing report, Henry is from Toby Arnold. And he's got a question about, he's got a fly question for the Cumberland River. And he says he's seen bait fishermen using eight inch trout as bait. And he's trying to figure out uh, from a fly perspective, and he's using a 10 weight rod, whether he should be using shad colored game changers or rainbow trout colored game changers and how big to make them. That, that's, a, that's a good question. So look, you know, on the Cumberland, this time of year, even on our lake, on Lanier, guys are fishing trout. Okay, they're fishing big trout, um, the bait guys. But my lake, my fish are, are, are gorging on one and a half inch to two inch thread fin shad. And I believe on the Cumberland, I don't know that they have a ton of thread fin, but I know they have a lot of gizzard shad. And so if it was me, I would be throwing um, game changers probably in the four to six inch range, um, and I would have them sort of be a either a brownish grayish kind of a color either brownish color like an olivey brown or you could even go with a grayish color um or, or even all white believe it or not i i you know when it comes to game changers white is my favorite color um believe it or not and and so that's that's what i would be throwing and i have not fished by the way the t- the all tan color and blaine has told me that that thing is absolutely spectacular and gizzards have sort of a brownishy yellow tinge to them, even though they have a silver side. They have a brownish yellow kind of tinge to them. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to go with an old tan game changer might work as well. Now, as far as the rainbow trout goes, yeah, you can definitely fish uh, a trout colored pattern, but I would not be fishing four to six inch. I would be fishing more like six to eight inch. I'd be going bigger if you're going to use a trout. Um, a trout fly, but to me, I'd be going with the shad pattern over the trout pattern every day of the week. Got it. Well, that's super helpful, Henry. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question on the report, I'll send you some articulate fly swag and you're going to get it into a drawing for a copy of Henry's new book at the end of this season. And uh, before I let you hop, Henry, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you this winter? Well, if they want to get a hold of me, they can go to my website, which is www.henrycowen, C-O-W-E-N, flyfishing.com, and they can email me from, from, that, uh, from that webpage. Or they can give us a call at 678-513-1934. You know, we're, uh, we're not overly booked right now, Marvin, just because of covid um, you know, I'm only taking one angler at a time. I'm not taking the two angler packs like I used to. So that, that has freed me up a little bit more, but, um, uh, March for us, you know, that, that pre-spawn is going to be the next 
big time on Lanier and on a lot of the lakes around the southeast. The pre-spawn is coming, and you, you better start eating your Wheaties and popping your cans of spinach to be like Popeye because when the pre-spawn starts, these fish are going to start feeding and gorging like they're out of control. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, folks, you know, if you have a chance, you owe it to yourself to get out there and try to catch a few. Just take Henry's advice and try to maximize your time on the water. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Henry. Thanks. Appreciate it, Marvin.